So y'all be bear with me for the for the for the, for the moment. Yeah. It seems like I can't make it stop. Okay, boom, there it is. Ooh. There it is. It's all good. So anyway, <laughs> I um I was moving, I was moving a lot today. Boy, I'm telling y'all, I was I my 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 assistant director is out and I'm her right hand man. So that means I have to fill in the gap. The director relies heavily on the fact that I know what I'm supposed to know when she's not there and do what she does. Mm. But yet I still have my job and um, I knew I needed to get everything done and be here and ready and I made it with um, time to actually scarf down a little grub. So yeah. I ain't had to cook today y'all. Woo woo. Lucky guy. So how was your day? Oh, my day? Well, you know, it started out okay. Then two people quit. And then everything fell on my shoulders. That's not good. Such is life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But guess what? That's why they put me in that position. Right. Because I can handle it. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I keep telling myself, you know. That's you know all I can say. So, other than that, you know, this is what we do here, right? Yes, yes, yes. This is sipping the conversation, correct? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, baby, I'm going to ask you, what you sipping on? <laughs> well, since you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you see that little blue thunder? Oh. You're going to call that the blue thunder. Oh, okay. So today we have a little vodka mixed with some uh, blue cloaca. Say what you say. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Alcohol on top of alcohol with a splash of ginger ale. Oh, my goodness. Say it ain't so. What you got in your little special cup? It ain't really special. This has been, this right here has been the chaser of the the season. Cream soda. Yeah, he's been on his cream soda, so yeah. And I sprinkled it with a little whiskey this time, Hmm. and it came out right. Yeah. All right, I'm here. For Don't it. tell my job. Yeah. Because they cut me tomorrow, I might be out of there. No. <laughs> you all right. You, you know how to be. Oh, yeah. All right. So, 
Yes, as you can see, we have a panel today and uh, they're going to introduce themselves as we get a little bit further into the show. Um, and they'll tell you that they're drinking water. Yeah, speaking. Uh, you know, turn up. Turn up. Turn up. up. It's okay. I'm here for it. With no, no red cups, but beautiful. All right. So what I'm going to do is just kind of do a quick run through of the last few weeks. Um, as you all know, that's been tuning in. First and foremost, thank you all for the new sippers. Thank you for the old sippers that's been tuning in week after week and, you know, watching us grow and do what we do. All right. So the last few weeks, we decided that we wanted to do a series about self-awareness and we couldn't just make self-awareness be a one episode. So it's been a few weeks. Um, it would have been six weeks, but we had a situation obviously um, on last week. And so um, we are going to charge it to the game. All right. And we're going to press on because that's how the show works. Yes. Very good. Uh, so. Self-awareness um, is defined as knowing your values, personalities, needs, habits, emotions, strengths, weaknesses, etc. So with a sense of who you are and a version of the person you want to become, a plan for professional or personal development can be created. So that's just a quick um, definition of, of self-awareness. We dove, of course, and please know that we make words up on the show, okay? We dove into uh, three kinds of self-awareness. One was indexical, detached, and social. I won't go into detail on that because that's a whole that was a whole show in itself. And mm. uh, but feel free to go back on the recap, and you'll be able to um, see what those actual um, you know uh, types of self-awareness are. And then we moved on and we discussed some components uh, like pride, selfishness. Um, and we did it where we split it, up, split it up a little bit, where we spoke a little bit about the love languages mm. and uh, types of love that's out there. Uh, basically, we did it. Uh, it was about um, love language and emotional energy, uh, where we were had guests on the show, Bobby and Nikki were able to tune in on Latoya with Toys Toy Box. They were able to tune in on that episode, which was awesome. Had a lot of great feedback uh, about the energy and just the, the wealth of information that was provided. Again, the types of love that, that's out there and how you identify. And so um, everything that we've been doing has ultimately been a building block to say uh, on ways to acknowledge your self-awareness, to recognize it, and just how to ultimately become better at the different thing, you know, the different facets in your life that stems around the self-awareness uh, because at the end of the day, it starts with you. We are always inclined to want to change other people because it makes us comfortable. You know, we don't, no one wants to be uncomfortable. And so they're always like, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. But what about, what do you need to do for, you? for yourself, for your own actions, for your own accountability, for your growth 
And so that's why we kind of wanted to expand on this. So now, fast forwarding to tonight, we wanted to just kind of get into how to develop the self-awareness and just some ultimate, you know, ultimately questions that can you, that can help you tear apart the 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 deep <laughs> surface of your why. You know, like how do you develop, you know, your self-awareness? You know, just a little couple of things. Uh, you can look, first of all, look at yourself objectively. You know, be true to yourself. A lot of people are into keeping journals, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that they can write. Now, because we can change from one hour in the day to the next, and that's just a day. And then, you know, or you can write one every day. And it's not necessarily no rhyme or reasoning behind when you write, but you should. If you have a certain emotion on a day or a moment, it's good to write it down because, you know, mm -hmm. we go on because that's what life does. It moves on. So now if you face that situation or that emotion again, you have a reference to go back and say, well, what happened on that particular, at that moment that may have been a trigger? That and that's how you you begin to start bettering, you know, developing your self awareness. Okay, um, perform daily self reflections. Uh, take a personality test. Ask for the feedback. But the trick to that is when you ask for the feedback, you have to be prepared for the feedback. Mm. <laughs> you know that constructive criticism. It can it'll. It can make you cry. It make you mad. It'll put you through some emotions. But if you are looking at yourself objectively, you are op you are open to receive the constructive criticism. So, with that being said, we're gonna go. We're gonna move into our panel of, unless Buddha has some things to say. And because one of the things that I mentioned was about getting, you know, taking the layers off so that you can find out where you want to be and what's causing it, what may be blocking you. And so I'm going to let Buddha introduce, because these his boys. I just wanted to get the momentum going. You know, sometimes you know how that music was playing, and then it stopped, but then here it go, here I come, I pop up in. So we go, I got the momentum going. Buddha's going to introduce his boys, his crew, you know, some guys that's been good to him. And I'm thankful for you all, first and foremost, because, you know, he's very closed. He's a closed individual. And so he's becoming more open to receive and be, you know, be, being in the receptive mode, ultimately. And I know that you all were part of this. And so I'm, I'm super excited. I can go now. And go. Oh, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing I want to say, <laughs> what's good, Simples, again? And here we got two of the dynamic. I see another one showing up sooner or later if you want to put his picture out there. Who knew? I don't know. We have the men, the bosses, the co-founders of the Confidence Factor. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have the sound effect, but I got it. I got Down it. Down at the bottom, we got <clears throat> the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Bobby. Woo! That's what I say, guys. I call him beautiful Bobby. <laughs> we got the lovely, 
Lovely, Rudy LaRue. In the building. In the building. In the building. That's what you like. In the building. And over there, last but not least, the doctor himself. The doctor himself. Darren. What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? These are the men from the confidence factor, yo. And if you don't understand, they are a group of men that are here to empower not just anybody, but more importantly, men. It's time to come up. And we need a group like this to help elevate us in a way, a positive life, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So without further ado, Let's get into it. We're talking about self-awareness, and we're gonna start off. Who wanna take the who wanna take the first crack at it? Who wanna take it? I know beautiful Bobby wanna go last because he likes to think about everything. Oh <laughs> Bobby, Bobby got his Bobby got his own. You know me too well, huh? You know me too well, man. All right. So who wanna take it? Now I mean I'll, I'll jump on this. Since I'm okay, the jump on it. since I'm the new guy to new kid on the block here, you know, so to the crowd. First of all, I wanna Thank you guys for having us. Uh, this is truly an honor uh, to be on your show. And I want to honor you guys for the work that you're doing uh, to come on every single week, the commitment it takes to come on every single week and mm-hmm. just share your heart, your vision, your insights with people to uplift people. And that's what it's all about, to, to go through your own self-awareness, to do your own self-analysis, and then share your insights with your audience. So that's very commendable. And I just honor you and thank you so much for having us here tonight. But self-awareness, man, I'm, I'm so excited that you guys are having this discussion because, you know, for me personally, my name is Darian Hill, originally from the beautiful island of Antigua. I uh, came to the United States in 1996 on a track and field scholarship. And after leaving college, started, started my first business in 2004 and, um, you know, went through a process of having great success. And then ultimately that business failed, you know, but we don't call failure failure. We call that a learning opportunity. So I went through my transformation. And so that transformation really gave me an opportunity to start to look at myself, to start to look at the way that I think, you know, what my values are. Uh, Why was I getting into certain places that things that I was doing? Why was I feeling certain ways like going into places of depression and, and feeling like I wasn't good enough and understanding my value? All these were things that I had to confront my relationship with my father. I had to confront these things when I went through this transitional moment. So self-awareness is key because because of that event, because of that transition, it allowed me the space to really birth into who I am today. It allowed me the space to be able to really be able to be effective with understanding myself and understanding other people. And so it allows me to be able to be clear about how to communicate effectively. Um, how to make sure that I manage expectations with people. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so, so critical. And, one, and, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, for me, I believe that, you know, we can only do, we can only do anything in life based upon our self-awareness. We can only make decisions in life based upon the information and the awareness that we have. Awareness can either limit your possibility or you can open you up to possibilities. And so I'm excited that you guys are having this conversation because for me, I think self-awareness is everything. Yeah. Well spoken, man. Like I already <laughs> knew he was going to do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, himself. 
Rudy, what you got what, for me, baby? What's going on, man? What's going on? First of all, I honor you guys for bringing us on here uh, to your baby. You know what I'm saying? To your dwelling. It's, it's, it's almost as if I had to take my shoes off to enter. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to honor you guys for bringing us in. And, I, you know, I heard you guys talking about you know, being aware. And, and it's, 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 it's funny because even today, as early as today, we, I was having the same conversation with someone else that, you know, when, what, which, when you were born, you know, what, what the circumstances you were born into, you know, what was because of your parents, but when you die, the circumstances you die into is because of you, because of the choices that you make. And so, um, as we begin to dive into, you know, some of the things that we're going through as men, you know, it's, it's important to hold up that mirror in every aspect of our lives and, 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 and figure out where am I at? Where am I going? Where have I been? How has that impacted the choices that I'm making today? But more importantly, how is that going to impact not only the choices that I'm going to make tomorrow for myself, but even the choices I'm leaving behind for my children? Um, and, and, and for the world, to be honest, because, because even some of us who don't have fit, you know, kids, biological kids, such as myself, I don't think of, of, of a legacy is just for me and my kids, but I think, I think of it for, for whoever's watching, whoever is listening, whoever is paying attention to the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm saying. And so, um, I, I'm just honored to be here guys, uh, just to, to have a little voice into, into what's going on, especially with us men. And, uh, thank you so much for, for having us. <laughs> no problem. And I'm sipping on some Contigo, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I, got, I got, I got the secret <laughs> Contigo up in here. Huh? Okay. I don't want to spill the beans, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I got Last but not least, beautiful, beautiful box. <laughs> What's going on, baby? Buddha, baby, man, I just appreciate you guys, man. You know, I, you know, my wife and I, you know, we love you guys so much. As my brothers have already said, man, we honor you for what you do because, you know, when you set out to go after something, you got to know why you're doing it. Right. That, you know, it's not always easy. You're going to run into obstacles and those obstacles literally will make you want to quit. And so you know, you, when you have a big why and you're pushing, you know, towards your future, your hopes, goals, and dreams, you can get on here day after day, you know, week after week and keep making it happen. And you guys are doing that. So just as my brother's already said, I honor you guys and I respect what you're doing because I know what it takes to do that. And you guys have just like take the torch and you're not stopping. So, you know, where you're headed and where you're going and what's about to happen, it's going to be phenomenal. Just don't quit. Don't give up. And for the audience, Sippers, what's going on, Sippers? My name is Bobby B. Uh, I'm a real estate investor and coach. I'm also a confidence coach, and I'm one of the co-founders and co-fathers of Confidence Factor. And uh, we are an empowerment group for men, and it's a place where you could talk, share, be heard, uh, and you know, and listen to other people about what it takes to become successful in your life, uh, regardless of what you went through, whatever setbacks and failures that you may have experienced. And I'm one to tell you that I've had so many setbacks <laughs> that you know. <laughs> I don't care to list. I have like a double, triple stack going. But, um, you know, one of the questions I raised myself when I became self-aware was, you know, who's in control, right? Because with so many setbacks and so many failures, you know, I didn't look at it, as, as my brother Darian said, as an indicator or, you know, as a, some feedback that I need to change. I, I thought that there was things out there controlling me and that was 
over my success. Sometimes I'm winning and sometimes I'm losing. I kept finding myself on a spiral. And I'm like, yo, wasn't I here five years ago? Wasn't I here five years before that? And I'm looking at the same cycle and that had to hit the brakes and say, wait a minute, who's in control here? And that's when I first became self-aware. I found myself in a rock bottom place and I started asking some serious questions. Who's in control and why does this keep happening to me? You know, mm -hmm. one of my biggest things was if this, somebody else is in control, then I just got to take what I can get. I'm never going to get any further and I just keep living this life. But I was so frustrated. I started asking some serious questions. I wanted to know, am I in control? Because if I'm in control, then what do I need to do to make this thing change? I remember that's when I first became self-aware and started asking some serious questions that I was never asking before. So, you know, I'm happy to be a part of Confidence Factor because I'm around some great guys. I decided to go to the next level and I got, I decided to get around some people that I wanted to emulate, that I wanted to be like, that were, you know, running in the race of this game of life. And I wanted to do the same thing. So I got around some people who are doing what I wanted to do. Those people were connected to other people who were doing what they did even more. And, you know, just started to begin to level up in my life. So, you know, I'm still on my journey, just like everybody else, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about life. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm happy that I'm on the road and I'm driving, you know, the way I want to drive. So I appreciate you guys for having me on as well. Absolutely. Well spoken, well spoken. And I'm going to tell you guys, man, y'all hit key points and you kind of, I, when I what I heard from you, Bobby, you were just talking about you were at a point where you had to ask that question to yourself. How you got to that point? Maybe it was struggle. You know, maybe it's you know that's what I heard from Darren that you know he had a failure, but it wasn't a failure because we don't look at failure as fa failure no more, correct? <laughs> <laughs> and you asked yourself that question. But for me, I'm speaking honestly, openly. I I asked myself that question when the turmoil happened and I started. And I, I was the one that always thought I was the one right in the situation, right? But everybody else I felt was coming against me. Mm -hmm. So you have to look back and like, wait a minute, are they just all wrong? Or I'm always right. So what if you look at you look in the mirror, like my father always said, you can lie to everybody else. Ain't lie to yourself. As many, as you, as many times you try, you know, you can't lie to yourself. You can try to forget it, zing, whatever, but you're going to look in the mirror at some point. You got no choice. Self-jive is the worst jive. So yeah. when that happened, I really had to break it down. And it was hard. It still is hard. Mm -hmm. And then I messed around and got a baby. And she made me look in that mirror at least twice a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me, baby. <laughs> Not no baby. Me, baby. <laughs> you that mirror twice a day. But it's all a good, positive. Trying yeah. to make me a better man, make me a better father, make me a better businessman, make me just a better person, the way I look on life in general. Mm -hmm. Because at certain points, I was real narrow-minded. Yeah. And I can be honest with you, who I am. It took him some time. <laughs> And it's funny because I was reading a post earlier today, someone posted that uh, they asked the question about, do you think um, uh, people are impacted on their childhood the way they basically their childhood does, let me see. Does their childhood impact 
people with with regards to relationships, you know, how they pretty much how they handle relationships. And so I yes, it does. I it, it, it can, it does, it has, it is. However, my however was at some point when one become an adult, they they have to become accountable for their actions and their growth. Because what happens is if we continue through our lives to say my childhood defined me in my adulthood, at what point are you now going, you now have control. Childhood is a little bit different. Now, I'm not saying all situations are created equal. We know there's some extreme circumstances out there and you know, and so people have to obviously they they are going to govern themselves accordingly and so forth. But when you are becoming aware, more consciously aware in your adulthood, and you start having children, you start wanting to be in a relationship, you start holding down a job and things like that. You know, you start getting into these meticulous areas of growth and becoming, you know, as an adult. Surely, what happened to you as a child, at some point, you're now going to have to be accountable as the adult. Okay, that happened to me. So what am I going to do? And that wrote for me that that which was so good that I saw that post because for with seeing that because as a, when you become more <laughs> conscious minded and self aware that I had and admit I had this issue, I have this problem, and where did, where did it? start what did it what did it you know what was it rooted and it was rooted as from my childhood okay i need to go get some help mm -hmm. i need to reach out to the confidence factor i need to get some psych psychiatric evaluations and things like that you know i need to go and check my mental health forget what because if it happened in your childhood you can't rely on your mom and your daddy and your grandma and them you need to go get you some professional help at some point yeah. So that was that was kind of yeah, cool and, that and, I saw that. And I, and I love that you shared that because I think one of the things that's the gift of setbacks, right? Uh, that's the gift of setbacks because when we are born, in fact, psychology shows that between the ages of zero to five, that's called your imprint period. You're you're like a sponge. You're observing. You're you're looking at everything and you're taking everything in. And what happens to people after you have that set, that mindset, right? The, the things that you've learned the people that you're around, everything that you've observed now becomes a part of your consciousness, the way of thinking, your paradigm. And all of a sudden you become an adult and you actually have these blind spots. You are unaware that the way you operate in life is based upon the things that you learn between ages one to five. And so they're called blind spots. And so you go through life and then you start having self-sabotage. You're bumping your head against things. You start a business and it fails. And these setbacks are nothing more than set up for comebacks because it's the gift of the setback that allows you to self self assess, and 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 so that's the that's the trick to life. The trick to life is to understand that those things we call obstacles are only there to highlight the blind spots to allow us to see them. Because if we don't see them, I agree with you that at some point when you become an adult, there needs to be accountability. But what about the person who doesn't know what they don't know? Those blind spots do exist for a lot of people. They don't know what they don't know. And so if you're unaware of the way that you operate, if you are, you're unaware of your default way of being, 
that you operate unconsciously, then it's hard for you to change something that you don't know that exists. And so that's why with my situation, I look back at my life, you know, I think it was um, Steve Jobs that says, you can ne never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So when you look back at your life, you can see the moments in time in your life where those setbacks really highlighted those blind spots. And then you, then you had a choice. You had a choice to say, okay, do I continue on the same path or do I make the transformation? And so I love what you're sharing there because that's so, so true. And that, that's the impact that happens in our environment when we're kids that determines how we behave and how we think and how we feel that determines our results that we get in our life. So good stuff, man. Real quick, um, for all of everyone that's tuning in, um, first of all, thank you. Welcome. Come on in. Drop your comments below. Uh, what we're talking about tonight is this is our season finale of self-awareness. So if you have some questions or situations that you would like uh, to, you know, drop in the comment section below and we'll bring it up. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to continue talking as those that, that's been watching us the last few weeks. Again, you know, we've been on our self-awareness series, and tonight we are joined with three special guests of the Confidence Factor. And uh, so I just wanted to drop that out there. So anybody that have any comments or questions or they want to have something repeated, uh, feel free to drop it in the comment section below. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna add, um, Darren, you hit it on the head. Because what I was gonna say is, you don't want, you don't know what you don't know. So, if you never left that childhood stage, meaning that your same friends you had then are the same friends you have now, mm -hmm. and that's really all you know, then <laughs> where do you go? Who do you turn to? Right. You know what I mean? No, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You know, a lot of time, most of the time, well, I won't say many, much of the time. I like to try to make sure I use my words because, you know, people like to they'll snatch. Well, you say it all, all the time. No, I said many, many of the time. And I'll be like, and I said it. What you going to do? Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I try to be correct because it's not all, yes. it's not all inclusive. So many of the time people don't realize that they are the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the sadness is they're not triggered either that they, they're on a continuous, they're faced continuously, I should say, with the same or similar situations or issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, it, and it's always here. It's this person's fault instead of like, you know, yeah. that's why I say at some point, well, you know, when you look at yourself objectively, right, yeah. you you generally, but I mean, I know it's, again, it's not all created equal, right? Yeah. So it's not yeah. one of those things that I know that it, it's always you know, situational. For me, you know, it's, you know, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. you know, what's interesting too, uh, um, piggy, uh, piggyback off what, what, what uh, Darren was saying about childhood, um, you know, for me, I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about a situation that they went through their childhood and how years later, just the thought of that situation physically brought them pain, physically brought them pain. And I was like, really just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, 
but it happened years ago. Like it happened in my childhood, but it was physically, I was feeling the pain of it when it was going through my mind. And so a lot of times, you know, when we formulate a situation in life as adult, many times it's just that story that we telling ourselves over and over and over again. And what's powerful is I rem- I'll never forget this, man. I'll never forget this. I, I saw this woman talk about, you know, being molested when she was younger. And she said, for the longest time, I've been writing the same story over and over again until somebody came and gave me a new pen to write a new story to overwrite the story I've been telling myself. I was like, man, that's it. And that's the thing is that when you get that new pen and you start writing that new story, doesn't mean that the old story is irrelevant. It doesn't mean, but it's no longer the one that you're constantly telling yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it, it becomes a brand new story that now you get to write about your future and, and your thoughts and your aspirations and your dreams, man. So yeah, that's, that's, man, that's important. And I, I had to do that work too, you know, start telling my, myself a new story from, from that little child from Haiti, you know, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that all the things that I heard them say about Haitians, all the things that I, that I, that, that people would say to me, I had to start writing a new story for myself and say, that is no longer my narrative. I don't live in that space. I cannot, I can no longer relate because I got a new pen. Mm-hmm. And I wrote myself a new story. Oh, right. Yeah. And you're entitled. We are all entitled to have a new story. Yes. That's the thing. You know, we got to, when we got to, like you said, hey, I, I, I said what I said. So it's like we kind of have to get that selfish attitude when we are writing the new story because, mm. you know, someone from the old story, yep. they always want to come and snatch they want to take you back where you came from. And you be yeah, like, right. hey, you might actually like my new story. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Still stuck in the old me. <laughs> so, check, so check this out, Mr. Rudy. Um, uh, I had a, I had a silver ask a question. The question was, well, how do you get the new pen? Mm. How okay. do you get the new pen? Now, you want to okay. write this new story, but how do you get this new pen? Mm-hmm. So that's what one of the that's what one of the sippers asked. So whenever you can formulate the answer to that, we'll, we'll oh no, I got answer. you, I got oh, you. No, I got about. you, man, I got <laughs> you. It, you know, there's there's a few ways you you get that new pen. One of the ways, one of the worst ways, is that the old pen runs out of ink, and so you you get to a point where, brother, you ain't got no choice but to get a new pen because mm-hmm. the old pen keeps running out. Of, man, I just got that one. All right. You just go make it work. You know what I'm saying? You run out of ink. It's like, man, how long long you going to keep writing on a blank page, bro? Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? And so you kind of forced to go out and get a new pen. And the key is this. Are you going to get the same pen that's been running out of ink? Or are you going to level up and get a new pen? Are you going to ask around? Are you going to ask a friend, hey, my pen's been running out of ink or my pen's been smearing or my, my, my pen's been, you know, writing this it's stuck on the same sentence. Can you suggest a pen that actually write nicely? Can you suggest a way for me to, to, to write nicely, to, 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 to formulate a new story? You find a new storyteller. Sometimes it's not even about the pen. It's about the storyteller. It's about finding somebody to help you write a different story. And so, um, so there's a lot of ways to be able to navigate to that, but ultimately it boils down to this. Are you going to pay attention to the, that same cycle that's happening? Or are you going to say, you know what? 
today's a new day. Why don't I write a new story? Because yesterday is gone. It's over with. There's nothing I can do. As a matter of fact, I normally say today, my oxygen bill's been paid. It's time for me to write a new story. And, and I, think, I, think it's really, I think it's really a revelation. I don't know that there's necessarily like, oh, this happened and then I wrote a new story. I think it's just one of those moments where I got it. So it's something shifted, a conversation, uh, 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 somebody said something to you or you saw a sign or you, you, you had an accident or something that triggers you to say, you know what, I'm getting sick and tired of this pen. I'm getting sick and tired of this story. I need myself a new chapter. I need myself a new book. I need myself a new pen. Doggone it, I'm sick of the red ink. I need some blue ink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because because this 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 these these errors, these things that I keep I keep writing are just not good for me. So yeah, that that's one way to go about it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So I'm gonna slide in here because I felt the need that this needed to be talked about along the same lines of what you guys are already talking about. So for me, I can only speak for me because I'm a personal people person, right? So. I looked in the mirror, right? I knew exactly what my wrongs and my faults were. But instead of trying to figure out how to change them, I accepted them. Mm. I said it was okay to be the villain of the story. Mm. For a long time, I was just okay with being the villain of the story. And then people that I love, I was hurting. And then years later, double back around, I was wondering why I'm not getting the love that I felt like I deserved. Well, I was okay with being the villain of the story for so long. I can't expect people to change when I change. So I just wanted to slide that in. So for those who want to get that new pen, understand what you're trying to write, what story you're trying to paint, because you can change the narrative positively or negatively. True. It's your choice. True. All right. Slide in. Who's in? Who wants some? <laughs> See, you know, it's, it's powerful what you're saying because, you know, I think Darian said it earlier as well as, you know, Rudy as well. It's like, some, you know, the first level is being unconsciously unconscious, right? And that's where you don't even know what you don't even know. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. Like a lot of people in bad relationships, they want a great relationship, but they're saying to themselves, I can't get a good relationship. And they don't understand that they're the ones that are creating their reality. They're the ones that have written the story. And you jump back to that childhood, like what Bruce Lipton talked about um, and Darren had touched on it. He says, Bruce Lipton said that basically up until seven years old, you have a program running. You've been programmed, right? And from that program, you're pretty much running out. Running out. Rudy will tell you from IT. Once you download a specific software, that software, you know, you go in every time, you know, you like to do more, you like to level up, but that same old software is just running, running time after time. And you're unconsciously unconscious. You don't even know what you don't even know. And then sometimes you have, some people have to hit that brick wall and they say, well, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. I want a great relationship, right? And they begin to ask new questions, right? So that's how you can get a new pen. You begin to ask new questions, get around different people, right? Because they're not to give you a different perspective. See right now, the friends that you have, the people that you're around, the places you go, the things that you do, that's all part of the existing program. And so you're going to say things like, all men are dogs, all men are terrible, all men are like this, because you keep running the same program. It's not until you begin to question the program and ask something, that's when you become unconsciously conscious. That's the second level, unconsciously conscious, where you say, you know what, I realize there's some things I don't know. 
right? And then now I realize that because you start looking around, you're like, but well, they're happy and they're happy and they got a great relationship. Like maybe you can get a good relationship. And so now you're unconsciously conscious. You realize, I, I realize I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I realize I don't know something, right? <laughs> and from that step, you get around people, you know, you get around people like, you know, I got around people like Darren, people like Rudy, you know, my different coaches, I got around different coaches and I start realizing I became consciously conscious. That's the third level. And then consciously conscious, that's where you say, I put one foot in front of the other and I begin to mimic and practice and emulate the people around me doing what they're doing because they say success leaves clues. You want to be successful, get around some people who have successfully figured it out. You want a good relationship, get around some people that have a great relationship. And what do you think is going to happen? You're going to pick up one or two, three different nuggets. And you're going to be like, wow, I wasn't even doing that. I didn't know I was supposed to do that. And you say, well, they don't, you say, wow. So these are some of the things I have not been practicing. You put one foot in front of the other. After a while, man, you, you know, you start to fly, you take off, you find your own, you begin to understand the framework for how this works. What are the laws? What are the rules? What are the principles that govern relationships? So now once you get that in your plate and you start practicing that, putting one foot in front of the other, after now you look up, man, you, now you're married five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You got a great, successful, happy marriage. And everybody else is like, you're lucky. No, you put one foot in front of the other, you know, and then you get to that last level. You become unconsciously conscious. Well, you don't even got to think about it. I know I need to bring some flowers home on Friday. I know I need to give a massage at least once a month. I know I need to sit down and talk and ask questions and ask my wife, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about today, right? And now that thing is just flying. And you, you don't have to put much thought because you've developed a habit in your life. But that came from getting rid of that old program, deleting it, and then installing new software, and then playing with the software little by little and then becoming a master of that software. And it's no different than anything else you've ever done in your life. When you first got here, you couldn't walk, you couldn't talk, you couldn't speak, you couldn't do all, any of those things. But you began to put one foot in front of the other, mimic the people around you, and then now you're walking, then you're talking. Next thing you know, you're out on your own and living a fabulous life. So, you know, when it comes down to becoming self-aware, you know, you really have to ask yourself because some people say, oh, this, I'm like this, this I am, this, uh, this, this going, yeah, well, that's how you are. If you're completely happy with where you are and who you are, then don't change. Yep. Nobody, and nobody should try to change you, right? Yeah. Because a man convinced against his will is of the exactly. same opinion still. I mean, I could try to force my wife to change or my significant other, I could try to force him. But then, you know, they're of the same opinion. They're doing it because they're forcing to do it. They have to come into their own realization that, hey, you know what? I'm not happy all, as, as much as I'd like to be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like my relationship as much as i like to. You understand? And so from that, that breeds the, 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 the grounds for you to begin to plant new seeds, do new things, and produce a different harvest in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's where I said, when in the beginning, I had to sit down. I'm like, yo, who's in control of this thing? Because the relationship wasn't right. The money wasn't right. The friends wasn't right. You know, my, I wasn't happy, you know? So I'm asking some real hardcore, and I realized I didn't know what I didn't know, right? But I desired to change. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes a, the desire for a new vision in your life. What do you want to see happen? You got to get yourself a vision, and then you got to make a decision, right? You don't worry about all those other stuff. The first stop is to say, hey, this is the first stop. Very first stop. Yep. Yep. Vision for your life. What do you want to see happen? 
Do you want a new house, a new car? Do you, want a, do you want a better relationship? Do you want a promotion on the job? What would you like to see this better? And I would love for the sippers to type it in in the chat. Type it in. What do you want? Getting you, you got three brothers here who have tell you, hey, look, we came out of the basement. So we got to the first floor. We got to the second floor. We got to the third floor. You know, we can help you move forward if you're interested. But what do you want? First stop is you got to figure out what is it you want. Have a vision for your life and make a decision on that vision and say, hey, look, you know what? I want a better relationship. I don't know how I'm going to get it and all that, but I'm making a decision from today. Better relationships, period. And you start right there. Vision and decision. That's your very first step. And I'd like to know if, you're, if the sippers are willing to share, what do you want in your life? You want a house? Do you want a car? You're looking for a better relationship, a promotion on the job? You know, do you just want a happier life? And we can begin to just do a few little techniques with you right here and now to help you begin to put that one foot in front of the other. You know, I'm not saying we have all the answers, but we are saying is that we've able to practice some things on a regular basis. And not only are we practicing those things, we're actually seeing some pretty good results. Yeah. 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 And as, as men, I just want to say one thing real quick. We were talking about this on our show uh, the other day or yesterday, rather as men, the biggest thing that stops us from doing that is our ego. It's our ego. Our ego gets in the way, man. It's like, man, I don't need this or I'm good. Or I just like, no, you're not. Don't, don't, don't lie to yourself. You, you know, you're not. I mean, we didn't create confidence factor because, because we saw other men needed it. We created because we needed it. We needed it first. We needed to level up in our confidence. We needed to figure out what was the factor that allowed us to show up, to show up confidently. We had to be courageous about that, that, you know, that answer. And that answer was we needed to level up. We needed to get our egos out the way, you know, as men, as black men, especially, man. And just like say, you know what? I need a coach. I need somebody to help me up. I need somebody to help me do call showed up. It's like, man, look, I, there's some things that I want to deal with that, you know, guys, what do you think? What? Give me some input. Give me some insight. Man, I love his heart when he showed up like that. Because what it told me is that as grown as he is and as sexy as his wife thinks that he is, he still got some work that he wants to do. You know, he still got some stuff he wants to do, man. And I, and, and I commend you for that because that's what that's the work we're doing right now. Not only for other people, with other people, but also for ourselves. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I appreciate mm. it. Darren, what you, what, what, what's your, what's your, what's your over, over there. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh, you saw you saw me writing. You saw yeah. me writing. Let me let me sip on this water before I drop this. I go. Oh! <laughs> let me see. No, first, first, first of all, I want to tell somebody else, man. At least put it in a cup and act like yeah, it's something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like I did. I want to put the cookie up. I need my I need my red cup. I need my red cup, man. But uh, I want to. I wanted to say hi to the sippers who's here. I see Jessica's here. Hey, Jessica. Uh, Jessica asked about uh, how other men can connect with us. So, Jessica, certainly we have a, um, a Facebook page, Confidence Factor. We also have a Confidence Factor group as well. So once they type in on Facebook, Confidence Factor, uh, they can either join the group or they can actually connect with us on Facebook. So I want to just respond to that question. Um, but I, I, love, I love what we're talking about here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little bit of a, of a different path for a minute. Uh, as it relates to self-awareness. Uh, um, one of the things that I'm huge on is managing expectations. And, you know, I have two boys, one that's already in college. He's in his uh, sophomore year in college. And as I was training my boys, um, you know, for track and field, I would always tell them, listen, 
when you start training, expect that you're going to have pain. Expect that it's going to hurt. Expect that you're going to have to course correct. You're going to have to make some adjustments, right? That's, that's part of the process to success. It is part of the process. And so I, I share that because one of the things we have to get comfortable with when respect to awareness is that on the journey of making these course corrections, we, we have to recognize that life management is all about mind management. We're always going to have to continuously make these shifts and adjustments. You know, expect that sometimes you're not going not gonna to do it well. Expect that sometimes you, you, you're going to get frustrated. Expect that sometimes you may fall back into your old patterns. And so it's just a matter of recalibrating, readjusting, and getting back on track. Uh, but these things will happen. And so, I, I, you know, you, you mentioned something uh, early, Buddha, uh, which is, you know, self-acceptance. And I think this is, this, that's critical in this particular part, because when you know that life management is about mind management, and you know that you're going to deal with, you're going to have to constantly recalibrate your mind all the time. On the journey of life, you're going to have, you're going to have to, you know, if you, if you go too much to the left or you go too much to the right, you may have to readjust a little bit. If you understand that, and if you understand, like I, I always say, sometimes I'm, I'm going to be a butthead sometimes, right? I don't know what kind of language you can use on the show. So I'm going to try to be up. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, you want to be oh. really? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So if you I don't... Feel, make it feel good when it come out, okay. out your chest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, so some, some days, some days I'm just going to be an asshole, right? I'm going to say yeah. this. I'm going to be an asshole sometimes. I, I can accept myself when those things happen. I know beat myself up. Because one of the things that we know, uh, Winston Churchill says that, you know, success is the ability to go from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And so on the journey, we're going to have those failures and then we lose enthusiasm because we beat ourselves up so much. We say, oh man, why did I do that again? Man, I'm so stupid. I'm, I can't believe I did that. I made that same mistake again. You got to give yourself some grace in the process. So managing expectations is knowing that, hey, listen, once you become self-aware, the journey doesn't stop there. It's a continuous journey of unfolding, of constantly recalibrating, of constantly adjusting. That's how success happens. Success is going through failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. So you got to be able to self have acceptance for self, which doesn't diminish your enthusiasm. It keeps you going. It keeps you giving yourself grace so you can keep moving forward. So I wanted to say that because I think that's so critical to understand and managing expectations to the journey of life that we're on of rediscovering ourselves as possibility, right? Just wanted to share that. That was great. That's nice. That, 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 was, that, was, that was deep. You know, I, I knew that when we decided to have you all on the show, um, you know, because periodically, you know, I'll drop my head in and see what you what you guys got, got, you know, see what the men got going on so that I can be like, well, see, confidence factor said. <laughs> 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 Let me oh, see yeah. what you learned today, you know. I didn't know she was, I didn't know she was taking notes. They've seen me pop my hey. head in a few oh. times. I just... Hey. Hey, we strong enough for a woman, but we made for men. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, but I, I just, I know that because especially for our men, you know, you all have to carry such a great load because as children, you're taught to don't cry or hush, dry up, get up. You know, you're like, you're not really taught to have emotions 
and to extend emotions to you know your your male counterparts right it's that's you know otherwise you know it's like oh what you what you trying to do man you know what i'm saying with that homo you know and it's like it's beyond being homo because you you need you know and so now you're not learning how to say i love you Mm -hmm. you know using words of endearment to another man without being perceived as some you know sexuality conflict you know what i mean so I know that just as a mother of a son, like I, I, I was tough on him, but I also know that he was around girls, you know, his sisters and myself. And so I tried to make sure he had the balance, like, you know, now you're going to learn the domestic things so that you can be better prepared to live on your own, you know, but at the same time, Hey, let's talk about it. How you feeling? And, you know, but then when I felt like it was, too much for me i have a a tribe of men that i would you know hey y'all need to come and talk to him because he might be wanting to you know dig in his manhood a little bit you know and i i would never be able to put myself in a position to to have those conversations i could um empathize that you may be having an emotion of some sort but i can't you know because everything gonna always and then for me, I was the tough one. So I was, you know, I, but I, again, I appreciate you all for coming on because hearing these things, and I know a lot of our lady viewers, uh, you know, can share this with their sons or just, you know, have a better understanding from the male perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we know this world is dominated by us women folk. But at the same time, the harmonious balance is that we, you this know, is the man's we, world. Oh, we come up. We come <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> You may be the one that says that's the face. Oh, God. <laughs> there is always a woman behind the scenes pulling the strings. <laughs> okay. One of the. Y'all's, y'all's know that. One yeah, of the yeah, say, one yes, of the say, in the past, black men have not been able to exhibit the full range of human emotion, only anger, rage, and hypersexuality. Mm, true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ricky J said that. Let me tell you that, mm. right? <laughs> Real <laughs> talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going back to me, I, got, I, always, I always refer back to me because I can't really talk about anybody else in that room. But going back to me, you know, learning how to love you know, from a, I had a father and a mother. I have both people, both uh, parents in my life. So learning how to love from a stoic father was tough because all he all he did was work hard to provide for a family, and that was love. He's like, well, Dad, do you love me? He couldn't tell me that. Mm. You know, he couldn't tell me he loved me, but he'll say something like, "Well, you got clothes on your back, mm-hmm. and you got food on your table." Right. Yep. So. When I transitioned into my own family life, and you know, I had daughters and I had a wife at the time, and I was like, you know, they were telling me what they need emotionally, and I was like, you got clothes on your back. Hey, you went, 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 you went,
<laughs> you got clothes on your back. You got <laughs> so I was like, so at what point did I say, you know what? It's not enough. Right. But then, but here's here's the thing. My mother was okay with that. Mm. So that was my blueprint. So I felt mm. like a woman should be okay, okay with that. With yep. that. You know yep. what I'm saying? And then when I got with this magnificent creature, you know what I'm saying? And I realized that what my mama was okay with, she wasn't okay with. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> how do I, how do I, uh, relearn? Relearn something that I've known all my life. Yeah. So that's where baby come in and say, look, time out. Yep. <laughs> time out. Yeah. I respect what happened but no however yeah that's not i'm an individual and i should be you should treat me accordingly so what happened previously and what's happening in the now i have like you said my managed expectations yeah because i knew although i didn't i wasn't raised in a two-parent home i always had both my mother and father and so I, you know, I, I got the best of both worlds separately mm-hmm. and I got the hugs. I got the words of affirmation. I got the, the, the you know, the acts, acts of service. And I got, like, I got, a, you know, the whole, I got the gifts. I got all of it, you know? Right. Um, and so for me, it was a little bit different. And so, and I'm still very close with my family and we do things lovingly and deliberately so you know when i i i had to relearn so that you know not to like you say not forcing him to align with me but it's like why the why why are you doing this Mm. you know and so i was helping you know like asking the question so that he can actually think about well, why am I doing this? Because sometimes, like you said, it just sometimes it takes a new pen or a whole new storyteller to come and say, well, hey, <laughs> but why? Do you, mm-hmm. can you answer it? What is your why? Your why, not the why that took place because your daddy did it or your mama mm-hmm. did it or somebody else did it. Why are you doing it? Because you mm-hmm. do know you have, you got options. Just yep. told me that tonight about something. I'm like, you know you got options, right? Like yeah. you, yeah. you can you can make another choice. It's okay. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. I was gonna eat that with I, I wasn't telling them what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even tell them what I just I don't said, care. I got no shade in my game. I do, I'm nervous. <laughs> don't tell them that. He was like an animal. <laughs> listen, hold on. Let's get the story right quick. Like, no, listen. no, you don't tell it right. All right, all right, all right. But anyway, I, I have another simple. <laughs> I love it, so I'm gonna throw this question out there for for the gentleman and baby. Yes. I got another simple says, "What do you do when all aspects of life are in turmoil?" Mm. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, all right. I know. I know. I can. I can speak for that. You, you know, having gone through a divorce, um, you know. It, it, <laughs> It's funny because, well, it's not funny. Um, but when I think about when I think about how my life was at that particular time, you know, this was back in 07, 08, when when things were going down with the economy, and 
you know, you don't think you're going to be the guy who who's singing the country song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you just didn't think this going to be you. You know, the dog left. The roaches said, the roaches say bye-bye. You know, you're a loser. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Carrying their bags out. You know, you don't think you're going to be the next guy to say that I've failed. You know, that, that, that. And I took responsibility, you know, heavily in that, in that time. Because, you know, for me, even though I didn't grow up with my father, but uh, I think I had an, an understanding of that, 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 that this, this, this nest and this, this, this was my responsibility. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't own up to it. And I, I failed. So as all aspect of my life, um, as you said, was, was crumbling, you know, on me, you know, losing my business and, and losing, you know, houses and cars and, and coming to the realization that, uh, that I had to start all over again you know, was, was rough, um, more emotionally than it was physically, you know, I wasn't on the street, you know, so to speak, you know, I thank God I had family who came and, 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 you know, surrounded me and friends who, you know, who were there, but, but emotionally it was draining and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize I was going through a depression at the time. I didn't realize, you know, those things can, was, was dawning on me. Uh, but what really helped me, you know, I, I'm a man of prayer. So first things first was you got on my knees, man. I, you know, th- th- where else am I going to go? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't, I don't know how my life looks, looks like from here, you know, from that point to, to moving forward. But I do know that there, there is someone that knows there is someone that, that orchestrates my steps to the, to this, this ordeal. And so first I got on my knees, man. And, and the second, you know, I had to do the work. To, to forgive myself, you know, mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, and, and not to forgive myself in a, say, in a sense, there's a difference between saying I'm forgiving myself and saying it wasn't my fault. There's a difference. Accepting what was happening, accepting what went on and saying I accepted the responsibility and, and what the responsibility came with. And then I forgave myself of those things. Completely different saying it wasn't my fault. And so I forgave, you know, I had to learn to forgive myself through that process. And then I had to learn how to, how to, you know, go back in all the turmoil and pick up the pieces, you know, figure out what am I going to pick up from this? What am I going to learn from this? What are the lessons? What are the things that I'm taking on? Not just for me, but for the next person who's going to go through it. And, and that, that was the beginning, you know, that was the beginning of, of, for me of healing is, is being able to talk about it and, accept those things that 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 happened so that I had an opportunity to again write a new story and here I am today you know years later married you know I have a home now I have a car now I have health I have my business I have my friends I have you know all those things that that a lot of times we think that are gone and lost they're not gone and lost though it's 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 like the hurricane it comes through it cleans up it does what it needs to do and guess what Tomorrow dawns a new day. You get the insurance check. You get the, the, the you know, you get, you get the new house. So you get the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, yeah, lives are lost. You know, you know, some people will lose their life. It's like this pandemic. Some people will not make it through. Uh, but but some of us in these times, we have to remember that, that, that life is, life is indeed short. And you have to, you have to take each day and make the best of each day. And that, that's what I did, man, one foot at a time. Yeah, let me, let me jump in here. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Rudy. I think that was, that was key. 
and and I want to add to that. Um, if, if 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 somebody were to answer that question, here's how I want them to answer it. If I ask that question, uh, I'm going to read the question again. The question says, "What do you do when all aspects of your life is in turmoil?" So let's read that again. What do you do when all all aspects of your life, all aspects of your life, is in turmoil? So what I would say to myself is, well, first of all, I tell the truth, because is all aspects of your life in turmoil? Is that really, really true? Is that true? And here's yeah, what, yeah. and and here's and, and here and here's why I say, you know, uh, Wayne Dyer has a saying. He says that if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Okay. So the question is, is it really true that all your life is in turmoil? Or is it that that's the way that you're viewing your life? And so your life is showing up the way that you are viewing your life. And so you have to ask yourself that question. So I'm going to challenge you just like I wish I would hope somebody would challenge me because I'm going to personally, I'm going to reveal to you guys that this year alone, I lost three to four family members to COVID. Uh, Actually, three people in one family died within the span of a couple of days. A mom, a father, and a son died, leaving their, their son and their daughter. They all just died in about two weeks. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you is that you got to look at your life in, as, from a perspective. Is it really true that all your life is in turmoil? Um, and so the shift that you can start to make is what, what parts of your life can you be grateful for? What parts of your life can you look at and say, you know what, this aspect of my life is working and start to shift the way you're looking at your life because the way you look at things, right? The way you look at things will keep that reality in place. See, when we, when we look at all aspects of our life, what we're saying is that life controls how I'm supposed to feel versus how I control how life shows up. We're giving our power when we said all aspects of our life are in turmoil because we're saying that we don't have any control. Circumstances determines who I am. No, no, no. We determine how circumstance shows up. And so when you start shifting, first of all, your words from going from all aspects of your life, which that may not be true, when you shift from all aspects of your life to the fact that there may be some parts of your life that are not, not working right. But if you were to really assess fully, you know, the, the gift that you have in life, the fact that you woke up this morning, that you're breathing right now, uh, the fact that you have food on the table, just the simple things and shifting that perspective and looking at the, the aspects of your life to be grateful for, then all of a sudden, as Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. You'll start to see the aspects of your life which are not in turmoil. And, and, I, and I would just say, once you make that shift, right, once you make that shift, all of a sudden you'll see new possibilities. You'll see new opportunities show up. You'll see you get new ideas for ways to be able to recreate your life so that you don't continue to see only turmoil. You see abundance. You see opportunity. You see success. You see a path through. And I know it too well because when I, when I lost my company, when I found that my business partner took everything, my, my focus, my focus was on oh my gosh, what's everybody going to think? Oh, oh my goodness, uh, you know, I lost everything. I don't have any money. You know, I, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. That's what I was thinking. Turmoil, turmoil, turmoil. And all it did was it just got worse. Uh, depression, suicide thoughts, 
And it's only until I shifted, only until someone gave me the, the movie, The Secret, that it helped me to realize that, you know what? That circumstance didn't have any power. I have the power. All that turmoil was just existing because I kept it in place, right? And once I made that shift, when I made the shift, turmoil became opportunity. Turmoil became the platform that I built my new business on. Turmoil become the, became the setback that really was a setup for my comeback, right? Turmoil became the learning lesson. Turmoil became the, 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 the things I need to peel away from myself. Look, looking at myself that I didn't have any value, not enough, not smart enough. It became that. And that became the opportunity for me to transform. So I will say this, turmoil is showing up in your life so you can transform. And all you got to do is make that shift in the way you look at it so you can get to the transformation. And so that's what I would hope somebody would say to me is to tell the truth about what's going on, right? Is all aspects of your life going in turmoil right now? Or that's just how you're looking at it. So that, that's just how I want to share. I'd like to jump in there too. You, you complete, brother? I am complete. Okay, absolutely. I want to make sure you complete. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, would say the, I would say to the young man also, you know, just to piggyback off what Darren is talking about, um, you know, if and this is being devil's advocate, let's say I go along with the program and say, hey, you know what? Your life really is in turmoil all aspects, right? Let's say it is, right? I would say change your thinking. You got to change, change the way you think. Uh, there, there, there's um, something I had, I, would, I was saying this thing for 20 years and over the 20 years, it has been layer upon layer upon layer. And it's like, eventually the light bulb comes off. Sometimes you can just keep working with something and eventually the light bulb goes off. I, and, and I want to say it like this. Remember earlier, and I hope you were here earlier. If not, you can go back and watch the replay. But I was saying that I had to sit down and figure out who's in control. Because let's say all aspects of your life are in turmoil. Let's say I agree with you, right? Just to go along with it. If all aspects in your life are in turmoil, you have to ask yourself who's in control of that, right? And now you can say, you know, well, the man's holding me down or women are no good or, you know, they won't let me make no money. You can say all those things. And if it's true, that all those things are in control and you're not in control, yeah, then there's nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do because something else is in control. But if you think for one moment that all these different things and different people are pulling your strings and they're, you know, the, it's the woman over here, the man is holding you down, that people won't promote you on the job and, you know, you can't beat this and you can't beat that, you know, those are all different things. Are all those things really in control? And so what happens is we end up playing an outside game on an inside world when we should be playing an inside game on an outside world. See, what happens is the things that happen in your life are a projection on the screen of space. And what that means pretty much is that whatever goes on in my mind, whatever I believe about something, that's what I'm going to see in front of me. If I believe I can't get promoted, I won't get promoted. If I, if I think that there's no good women, I can't get a good woman. If, I, you know, if you think there's no good men, you won't get a good man. It's going to be whatever you think. So the trick is going to be is to change your thinking. And if you can get your mind on that, you say there, there's something that says that if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost a sense you won't. If you think you lose, you've already lost. For in this world, you'll find success begins with a person's will. It's all in a state of mind. Think big and your deeds will grow. You think small and you're going to fall behind. Think you can and think you will because it's all in a state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. 
You got to think big to rise. You have to be sure of yourself before you win the prize. Life's battles don't always go to the strongest woman or man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the person who thinks they can. Everything is from the mind, the inside game, playing on an outside world. So you have to begin to do that. And here's the quick story I want to give to just celebrate that is that you put yourself around people who know a little bit more than you. Whatever you think your life is in turmoil, whatever thing you're going through, find two or three people, one or two people, right? Whether online or in person, who you perceive or believe that they are a little bit further ahead than you are in the area that you would like to start winning in and things will begin to change. I have a student in New York, we're working on a real estate deal. And I'm gonna give you a visual illustration of this. We're talking about the real estate deal and she, uh, something happened that she didn't want to happen. Now I have 17 years of experience. She doesn't have as much, as much years. And she began to talk about what went wrong. And I was going to cut her off to say, okay, let's focus on what we can do so we can move forward. So we can solve the deal because I know that the deal still has potential, but then she started speaking and I said, you know what, this is going to be a great learning opportunity. Let her talk. And she started talking about everything went wrong. And then I said this, and then they said that, and then this person got involved. And she went on for about three or four minutes. And just when I couldn't take it anymore, I was about to say, look, I can't listen anymore because I know how to solve the deal. She stopped and she said, ah! And I said, stop. I said, you see what you just did? You just talked yourself into a frenzy and you tensed up and you said, ah, and you screamed out. And what happens is when we get in that condition or when we get in that state, we think everything is wrong and think things are happening against us and we're not thinking correctly. We tense up, we clam up. And the question becomes, how can good ideas penetrate that shell? It can't because you're not open to let it in. You believe that this is going to be, you know, the worst thing. And I've been there before. I've been on the, you know, on the beach ready to end it all and typed out the note and said, I think that my wife and my daughter would, is better off without me. I've been closed off to the world like that. And I found that that was not the answer. At that moment, I began to open up and think, hey, what could I do? As Dar Brother Darian said, what could you be grateful for? That's the key right now. If I had to, if I was talking with that person that says, how could one do that? Uh, I would say, like as Darren said, ask yourself, what could I be grateful for? And that begins to open that shell up just a little bit. See, when my real estate student my, and I was coaching her, I had four or five other ways that we can go. She just doesn't know that because I'm further ahead. And so because all of these brothers here have experienced the loss of uh, a marriage, the loss of a business and almost the loss of a life, right? Because we've been there, we can tell you those are different aspects, but we at least we're still here and, and we're smiling and we're saying life is a little bit better than it was, but or a whole lot better than it was before. We're a little bit further ahead, but to do that, you have to change your thinking, meaning like brother Darren said, I got to find something to be grateful for. As Rudy said, I, you know what? I'm just happy my oxygen bill is paid. Hell, I'm alive because there's some people that have not, and there's more people that will not make it through COVID. But that means you're a winner. You're still a winner because you're still here. There's still opportunity on the table for you, but you got to open up. So you take out a piece of paper, and, and I challenge you to do this. Just write down just 20 things that you're grateful for. Just 20. Find 20. Even if it's, hey, I'm just happy I'm alive. Hey, I'm happy I woke up. Hey, I'm happy I, 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 I saw this broadcast, this live stream. I'm, hell, I'm happy for sipping in conversations. 
Find anything to be grateful for, and that will begin to shift your mind in a new direction. You'll begin to open up, and as you open up, you're going to start to see that the, the, the sun rays will start coming in, and little by little, you practice that daily. Every day, just wake up, write 20 things you're grateful for, and day by day, you start to begin to put one foot in front of the other, and now you're on a new journey. Now you have a new pen. So that's a technique that you can use to begin to open those doors uh-huh. and to change your life. My man, he connected the dots. Looking back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's what the doctor does. Too. How do you get hey, a new pen? This is what you do. You just grab one of these and then you just drop it. I mean, it's done. Man. It's, it's all right. All right. And I really, and that was, that was real good, you know, real powerful what you said too. And it's funny because on my ladies group, I'm always saying new opportunities, new possibilities. Like that's part of my daily, every day when I'm talking to myself and then when I make my posts, I'm always telling them it's today is a great day to be great. <laughs> that's I've been knowing that. I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. And I say that because if I, or I say happy day, happy day, you know, because it's not always a good morning. It's not always a good night. It's a good evening or good afternoon. But today, yeah, twenty four yeah. hours, yeah, it's it's gonna be some happiness, yeah. you know, and it's gonna be great. Like yep. at least at some point. That's and, right. And and I feel strongly that if I see a new day, I'm whole. I, I mean, I check it all. Like okay, okay, this works. I can smell. I can taste. I can drink the water. I can move around. I can do those things. I'm like, all right. This is new possibilities and new opportunities. You know, like those are the two things that I usually say on a regular basis. Any of my ladies that's tuned in that see this, they'll they'll tell you like, yeah, that that sounds about fun. That's life. That's life. Life is all about new. You shed new skin. You know, the, the, the tree dies, the, the, another one rises up. The plant dies. Like, everything's always being renewed around us. I mean, that's life. That's and, We just got to, you know, yeah. We all have had our moments in time in life, on our journeys where we weren't always this way. You know? Yep. <laughs> you, we've, had, we've all had the turmoil to some degree. Oh, okay. How quick we forget. Where we thus come from. But the good part is, again, being accountable for your growth and the actions helps and, you know, helps you, you know, develop the self-awareness, you know, and when you've gone through enough and you say, cause like, you know, sometimes you talk, I talk with friends or whatever and they, they go through it and you know, they share it with me, of course. And I'm like, you, you haven't had enough, have you? Or, or I'm like, is this enough for you? You know, like I'm always asking that to them. Like you ain't had enough because enough is enough. Yeah. And you're not going to be discussing it with me if you done had enough. Or, or you may say, that's it. And then the next time, you're actually making a different, you're using a different pen. You know what I'm saying? But see, when you're telling me something, and I have this 
unusual sense of discernment. But I'm a friend. I'm y'all friend. Y'all, for those that's watching, I'm still your friend. But y'all know how I am now. Tell the truth, it is shake devil. But I'm gonna tell you, um, you ain't ready. You ain't ready to change. You you got a little bit more left in you. You ain't tired yet. You know what I'm saying? So, but as a friend, I'm supposed to tell you that. The same way I, I'm in receptive mode when I'm bringing my troubles to the altar. You know what I'm saying? Bringing mine to the altar. So it's like we have altar call and I'm bringing it there. I'm, I'm ready to receive, you know, because that's what I need, you know, but I had to get to this to a point because I was always the fixer. You know, we talked about that. So it's like, but now it's like, who helps the helper? Who fixed the fixer? You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, yep. I had, but I, so to be fixed or fixable, I got to be in a position to be fixed, yep. you know, or help. So yep. how, how can I, how can I be helped if I'm never placing myself in a position to be helped? So all this stuff came about with me becoming more consciously aware of myself, you know, not blaming, which I didn't really do that, but just my own journey, just how, how can I be a better me? Because it does seem as if I'm, I'm a very trustworthy people to, to many. And so I got, I keep it raw and like, look, wait a minute. First of all, my stuff stank. Bad sometimes. I be like, ooh, child. You, put a child you need help. You need a detox type, type of stank. Put some stank on it. Okay. But that's me being real with myself okay. so that I can be real, letting other people know. First of all, first and foremost, I'm human. So, you know, I, like you said, I don't, I used to say make the mistake, but now I just say take the chance because. Mm. You can't make it's not a mistake if you if you, you want to try it, go ahead <laughs> and do it. it. If yep. you intentionally, deliberately are doing something, it's not a mistake. Yeah, it's a mistake yep. when you don't it happens, it just happens out of out, you know, like oh, you know, that's a mistake. Yep. I heard somebody the other day say uh, to their 18-year-olds, like, the 18-year-olds, like, but I don't want to go out there and fail. It's like, go out there and fail? Boy, you 18, you ain't going to, you ain't going out there to fail. You're going out there to figure it out. You're going out there to get feedback. You ain't old enough to fail, boy. <laughs> right. Go do it. Like, go I, do it. Go get some feedback. Learn. Yep. <laughs> and but see, no one, no one really encouraged us to go out there. They were always trying to fix it or say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And then what are we going to go do? That. Yeah. And then we made the mistake because we did not know the whole story. That is making a mistake. Yeah. When you, you know, but when you, you know, because I'm just like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, all right, maybe that might be a mistake. But in order to know that that you don't like the way that tastes or you don't like the way that smells or you don't like whatever, you got to go out and you have to try it once. And then, okay, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. But you got to at least try. You can't tell me you don't like something that you never tried. Mm. Bottom line. That's okay, but you no, tried it. You know what I mean? And so that's what I that's what I, I like to 
because we, we too many people they're too judgment too judgmental and they self sabotage. Mm. Like you said, Bobby, she was saying all these things, these things, and then you know it's like, Aah! and it's like, and you're standing there like, okay. You you okay now? You got it out? We good? No? Okay. Well, we got yeah. All right. Because it's like you just watched them. They were all they were gung ho. They were ready. They had it mapped out. And then two five seconds later, they're like, "But what if I, it don't work? But what if it does work? Yep. Yep. What if it do work? Yep. What if you win? Yeah. And, and, and uh, we always think the what if negative. What about the what if positive? Yeah. And the crazy part is, you know, with that same illustration is that she's spending all this energy <laughs> into something that we could solve. I'm about to solve in about 60 seconds. Right. So we do that. Right. It's, with, it's like what Darren was saying. Right. It's like, yo, you thinking all this stuff is really going on. It's not really going on. They're like for as much issues as you think there exist. It's probably seven times the amount of solutions. And a lot of times it's standing right in front of your face. But it seems so simple that sometimes it's hard to believe because again, that software is running, that paradigm, that way of thinking is running and you don't want to think something different. You think that the way you, and this is the funny part, think about this for a second. You're thinking a certain way. You're thinking how you're thinking is the right way, but it's not working and you're not getting the result that you want. Meanwhile, the couple sitting right across from you are having success. And you're thinking, oh, they were born that way, or I don't know, maybe they were dropped from the heavens. <laughs> no, the answer sometimes is right in front of you. And a lot of times all you got to do is ask somebody who you think is what's working for. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. you have to give up. This is the trick now. You got to give up there it is. the old way of thinking. There it That's is. why I said, change your thinking. There right? It yep. it, it's really that simple. It's yeah. literally that simple. <laughs> You know, and then what's amazing too is that when you when you begin to be on this journey of developing new new habits for yourself, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing what happens. Um, so when when COVID hit, you know, one of the things that I, I thought to myself, I had just started back on my on my CrossFit kick, um, and uh, I, I say I say that because you know some days I'd go, some days I wouldn't, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I want to lose this weight, but you know. Sometimes I'm just tired. I don't want to get in the, whatever, whatever stories I was telling myself. And and it's funny. It took, it took this pandemic for me to realize that, that my health is my wealth. You know, if I don't have health, I mean, what, what matters, what money I have, what matters, you know, what, what car I drive, what house I live in, it doesn't matter if I don't have, you know, health, if I, if I don't have, you know, uh, the mind to be able to think and, when I began to realize that some of the habits that I was, I was getting into was causing me not to create new ones, not to create new healthy habits. When I began to change those habits, I had to first do that before I actually started in a new one. Like Bobby said, I had to abandon the old habits that was causing me not to show up for my health. And as soon as I began to do that, 25 pounds later, you know, we're talking with May I started, we're in September now. And consistently, uh, Saturday was, I think it was Friday, we went to sleep at like, what time we went to sleep, Bobby? Like, it had to be like three in the morning. morning, Yeah, Yeah, three in the morning and woke up to do our our, our workout at seven in the morning, four hours later. 
And, and the only reason why I woke up, why? Because I had formulated a new habit. So for me, there was no other choice. This was a habit for me. I'm a, I'm a habitual workout person now because I, I got I got I'm serious. Like, it's just a habit. Like, you know, how people say they got a bad habit. That is my good habit. And when you begin to develop these, <laughs> what do you do? Oh, when you begin to develop. <laughs> really? Really? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Yo, that was hilarious. I'm sipping on some scissor now. I got a couple things I want to say, man. All right, so a while back when this uh, whole situation happened with George Floyd and all that, um, a person asked me, like, how do, how does this, how do we change? Or why does this happen? Or how does this happen? This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Your self-reflection, understand what you got to do within yourself to make the change for everybody else. It starts one person at a time. That's just one. Listening to you guys, that's what I formulated. Like, listen, your awareness of yourself, understand what you need to do to be a better human being, to be a better person. And then you illustrate that. And then somebody emulates you. And it kind of, one thing begets another, begets another. But it starts with you affecting the people around can you can we all agree yep. Yep. All right. last thing you know we talk about this seven level challenge right oh you think i didn't know about that <laughs> give these guys uh ladies and gentlemen boom there you go the book the idea behind the seven level challenge how about we demonstrate it Okay. No doubt. Um, all right. Uh, Carl, why did you start this podcast? Oh, man. I started it because I needed the outlet to be able to get whatever I had on my chest off. I felt like I was a very closed-in person. And I didn't know how to undress that. Okay. And why was it why was it important for you to get what was on your chest off? Why was it important for you to get that undressed? Uh, because it was affecting everyone around me negatively. And I didn't necessarily want that. You know? And why didn't you want that? Um, because at the end of the day, um, to see that smile on their faces. To see the eye, the new idea, the new look in my daughter's eyes was, I feel, was important to me. You know, like, that was important. Why is that important to you, seeing your daughter smile and the new twinkle of and, 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 and the eyes? Why is that so important to you? Well, for my daughter's sake, that was my creation. I created, I helped create them. And for my girlfriend's sake, you know, I started something that I enjoy. I created a new bond that I wanted to see flourish. That's why it was important. And why is it important to see that kind of stuff flourish for you? You know, I mean, you could you could be like, ah, they're good. Why is that important? Why is that something that matters to you, seeing them flourish like that? Why does that matter to me? Let me see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because seeing them happy 
brings happiness to me. Mm. That that emptiness, that hole that I've had in my own heart that I was holding on to, right? Filling that void with their happiness makes me happy. Why does their happiness make you happy? Oh, going back to why does their happiness make me happy? Because mm. uh, eventually I'm happy. After you get down to it, I want to be happy. Mm. So seeing them. <laughs> you started this podcast because you wanted to be happy. Aha. I would like to get one more in there, right? Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Why, why was it important to fill that hole in your heart? Because completion. We all want to be complete, right? At some point in your life, if you're not, if, if you have a void there, you know, you can't be complete. You want to be complete at the end. You want to be able to say, job well done. And you ladies and gentlemen, your- that is eight levels deep. <laughs> <laughs> It's really getting to the root yeah. of why you do or why you want the things you want. Yeah. yeah. And, and why, don't, why don't we talk about real quick why that's important? Because, of course, we just demonstrated the seven level deep concept. But let's give some context for that. Right. Why, is this, why was this exercise even even important? And, and, and Bobby, why don't you sort of take, take that? Because I know, you, you know, you're the why guy. <laughs> Isn't that the Y guy over there? Hey guys, look, it's the Y guy. <laughs> I need to get him with shirt. Why guy? I'm the Y guy. My, y wife, guy. my, my wife is the Bobby. I was asking questions. You the Y guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and the, not and Nikki's the the. Did you know that <laughs> she's the Did you know girl? The Did you know girl? <laughs> Shout out to Did You Know Girl. You know what I'm saying? The why guy. Yeah, I'm the why guy. I ask those questions, right? Because it's important, right? It's important because we want to, several reasons. One, you know, you have to have a vision for your life. You need to have a vision for your life. And whatever vision you have, you need to know why you have that vision because it's going to dictate whether or not you can get up after failure. If you can get up and rise up after a setback, it's your why is the reason why you overcome obstacles. You you hear stories. Tiffany Haddish talked about sleeping in the car and Kevin Hart uh, giving you know paying for a hotel because he caught her sleeping in the car. You know things you hear stories like that, and you think to yourself, why would a person sleep in a car to pursue uh, being a comedian or, or, or to to get to where they want to get to in life? And you look at her now, and you're like, of course she slept in the car. She made a comeback, you know. But why? Why did she do it? Right? So your why is the thing that you're going to use to help to get you over obstacles. The why emanates from the heart. See, what happens is our society is that, you know, you think about left brain, right brain. And what happens is we're so logical. We're so cerebral. A lot of times, you know, a lot of my friends, I call their sapiosexuals, right? We get stimulated by a nice hot conversation. We're like, woo, we riled up. Like we, you know, we up in that head, we're up in that head. Right. And then, so what happens though, is that your heart space is really the first brain. That's your first brain. And so when you're talking to people and things like that, they, a lot of times they come from the head, but that's not where it needs to come from. It needs to come from the heart because the heart is the driver. The heart is where the passion is. The heart is where the fire is. And whatever you think about in your mind, 
whatever you bring in emotionally. So if you talk about shock, the chakras, right? You got the bottom half deals with emotion. The top half is going to deal with thought and logic, right? When the two merge, it produces an offspring that comes out your heart through the heart chakra, right? The green, right? And that emits a frequency. You get around people say, I don't like their vibe, right? You don't know exactly what it is, but you know, you feel something, right? And a lot of times in cerebral people, sapiosexuals, we get caught up in the head and we're not using that heart centered space right and so we don't know exactly know what's gone but that see the heart space that's where you're connected to the divine that's the important part because sometimes you don't know what to do you don't know what to say you don't know where to go you know you have no answers like rudy say you drop down and pray he's entering into a new space where his he's allowing his emotions what he's feeling to be under control he's allowing the thing that's in his mind the thoughts that are all jumbled up and he's merging them together it's like good sex right and he's emitting a <laughs> and so when you talk about thinking grow rich napoleon hill he said you know we have these we're sending and receiving stations Right. And so he's emitting a frequency out into the earth, out into the universe to say, look, I, I want something better. I'm looking for some better. I'm searching. I'm, I'm trying to pull, you know, and I'm trying to get more into my life. And that has to put, be pulled from the vision he has. The vision he has for his life is what make him send out that frequency. And then we talk about intuition. That's what the heart is going to pick up. That's not going to be in your mind. The heart's going to pick up. That's when the universe sends back that signal. Sometimes you got to get in that quiet space to figure that out. Sometimes you got to stop doing all of the surface things you're doing, the sports and the weather and, the, and then all of that. You got to get quiet. You got to ask yourself, why do I want this? What's the purpose of doing this? If you, if you don't have a big enough reason for sipping in conversations, you're not going to continue doing it. I get up and do what I do, whatever the because I don't want people to feel what I, what I felt. I don't want people to go through what I went through. I wouldn't wish that on anybody so i have no enemies i don't have any enemies because the things that i experienced the brothers say turmoil i don't want you in no type of turmoil i'm gonna give it to you hey this is how you do it real simple so having your why is what's that's your fire your why is going to push you through when the logic fails because believe me you're going to be in your head trying to figure it out that logic is not going to hold up the answer you're not going to be able to find that answer but when you have that why and it's coming emitting from the heart that's your driver, as Brother Darren would say, right? It's going to keep you going. That's your passion and your fire. So you, you have to know why you're doing Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. And that requires, that's going to require some thought. That's going to require a change of your thinking. That's going to require you getting around some people. So seven levels deep allows you to attach to your soul, to your heart space, where it's actually your first brain. It's not your head space. Mm. Boom. <laughs> that was is how you have a self-awareness season finale you heard me seven levels deep the beautiful bobby the, the Y guy <laughs> My guy. You know, the lovely Rudy. The lovely Rudy. The connection, the connection catalyst. That's what I do. I'm the connection catalyst. And, 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 and I must say, all this chocolate going on, they're all taken. Okay. Sorry. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Very well taken. We do have some we do have some available brothers in, in the and in, in the family in the society. We training them. We training them, boy. Yeah, we training them. Let, we, let us know what you gotta qualify. Let us know what you're looking for. What's your preferences? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta qualify. 
Hey, we we do that. We do. We are working on some confident connections. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> Since you ladies are always saying where the good men at, they are preparing them for you right now. Confidence yeah. factor, Rudy, yeah. Bobby B, Darren, y'all are awesome. Y'all are amazing. Thank um, you. Thank you. Tell the tell the sippers how can they find you again, please? And your book. Woody? <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. So they can look all things confidence factor, you know, all over the place. If you if you Google us, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um uh <clears throat> you might even find us on um <clears throat> on uh uh what do you call that that social media platform again? Uh, it starts with a uh, oh my gosh I can't I can't believe MySpace that's right might even find us on MySpace you know what I'm saying high five you know what I mean <laughs> everywhere everywhere uh, confidencefactor.com of course and then of course we got a book called Seven Steps to Unstoppable Confidence for Men. Sorry, ladies, it is for the men. We're trying to work with your boy. You know what I'm saying? Ste- uh, you, go to, you can go to sevensteps.confidencefactor.com and find us there. And fellas, we got a challenge. Yeah, that's right. We challenge you. You see that challenge? We challenge. We yeah, have you- a challenger. We have a challenge today. We have a challenge going on. You can go to challenge.confidencefactor.com. We want to see you there. We want to help you elevate. If you're an entrepreneur-minded man, that means you own a business. You're thinking about a business. You have a business plan. You have something going on. You're an entrepreneur. In other words, you work for someone, but you kind of run the show and you want to elevate yourself and you want to be in a space where men will empower you, but not just empower you, but will help you pursue your your, your passion by helping you develop your confidence factor, have heart-level conversations that's going to lead to trans- transformation. We do it all right here in a safe space, man. So hit us up, confidencefactor.com. We'd love to have that conversation with you. And ladies, you can buy the book. Yes, yes. man. Several <laughs> books. That's right. Pass them out. <laughs> you know, for your sons, for yep. your nephew, for yep. your uncle, for your own education on what these men are actually learning these days. Yeah, hey, man, listen. Hold on. It's not oh, to use against you. It's, That's right. It's just good information. It's no That's differently right. than reading any other book, you yeah. know? So, hey. Because yeah. we don't talk, you know? So, if you want to get into our head, just read what, you know, read what we're writing. Because we, we do go in. We go in on this book. I mean, we talk about some real stuff. Talk about some challenges we went through. We talk about how we are able to overcome those challenges. Um, so we, you do find some, some meat inside them bones. Um, so ladies, if you want to know what's going on with your man, you know, you definitely want to grab the book, uh, you know, read it. And then when he, when he reads it, now you can have a conversation about what you've read. Collectively. You leave it on the counter. You leave it on the counter. You don't even say nothing. We give you a little technique. We give you technique. Leave it on the front seat and let it fall out. You say, Oh, you know, leave it in the glove box, wherever he like to go. Just leave it there. It's oh, I, yeah. I left it in the fridge. I don't know why I did that. Did it? Like, <laughs> right? And he said, "Why are you, you reading a book about unstoppable confidence 
for men. It says for men. You're like, yeah. oh, you know what? I, you know what? Somebody handed me that. I, I don't know. You know, and they just put sticky notes around with passages from the book. <laughs> just start quoting. So many ways, so many ways to do this. <laughs> Whatever works. Just start right. quoting stuff from the book. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna talk about y'all in y'all black suits with white shirts with no tie. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Y'all, I didn't see that. I caught you. <laughs> Look, y'all know y'all are welcome on this platform anytime. And um, I'm sure at some point, you know, we, we may call you back. Call, let, me, let me say that right. Call your bike. <laughs> Can't let I this be. I got to have, I got, I got we, we, we have to be sipping in conversations on this show. So, yes, our platform, we do try to uh, stay at a mature level, but it is definitely a real show, real life. It's needed. It's needed. Real talk, real people. The conversations are needed, guys. The conversations are needed. Uh, You know, we were talking about this this guy, you know, the other day and, and the impact that he's had, you know, global. Not just, not just here. I mean, the man had a global impact off of a movie. You know what I'm saying? And 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 still le- left a legacy for us to learn from. And and so we we as 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 men, we as black men, you know, white, Spanish, uh, Asian, whatever. We we have a responsibility. Black, brown, and beige. We have a responsibility and a duty to learn and to grow to and and to to uh to prosper not in the, not in a tangible way but prosper in the, in the ways that's going to allow our world to continue to elevate uh especially in the hard times that we end man so i'm i'm so thankful i'm grateful to be here tonight yeah. to allow our world to continue to elevate i'm doing great i'm doing great he's doing great that's how you think about this that's how you think about it i'm doing great yeah. But he like to talk smack when I mess up. Uh-huh. So I'll be, I, I won't get him. I hit him. I keep telling y'all, somebody please come take the knife out of my back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you like it. He's like, you like white it. White girl. <laughs> Bobby's the white guy. I'm the white girl. I need to, but why? Why would you think, why would you think that's going to work? Why, <laughs> is that working for you? How did you do that? Why would you, what made you think that was going to work? Okay, is it working? Cool, let's go. Hey, that's what children do. But why, mommy? But why? But why? Let me be great. contributions to tonight was absolutely amazing and totally I know the simples they had their comments you know there's um you'll be able to catch up on you know check back and see a few people hope to help this awesome fellow group grow um someone shared 
the video, uh, you know, uh, they really appreciate that you all was on here. Failure is just a stepping stone for success, learn, change, and progress. Hashtag spirit of gratitude. Mm -hmm. What else we got? Your vision for your success can only be understood by your vision. It is. So there's just a couple of comments that were uh, dropped down in the in the thread uh, for tonight. So I'm sure people will come in at later points in time and they'll be able to, you know, um, and if we hear anything or you see anything, you know, feel free to share. And, you know, that's what we do. Uh, we try to make sure we support each other. Um, I know he's big on with his men group. He listens to you all and everything. And so he, he shared with the, what you call y'all, kings? Yeah. Yeah. Noble kings or something? No, black kings. Black kings, I'm sorry. I was like, I know it was some kind of royalty. My bad. My bad. I ain't, ain't going to talk about your little group. Like, <laughs> you know, that's what all women call it a little group. Your little friends. All you want to do with your little friends. You're supposed to be helpful, woman. I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, what you need me to help you do, Doc? He know I'm. I'm nah, not, man. I'm, That's I'm, what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> all right, y'all. So next week, same time, same energy. I'm going to be dropping the link. So those simples that's on. I'm going to be dropping the Zoom link for next week because, um, as many of you all know, one of my closest friends passed um, a week ago today, and um, we want to do a little Dear Future Husband tribute because that was one of her things that she she would always uh, talk about. If, her, she met, if, if something needed to be fixed on her car, Dear Future Husband, it would be nice if I just walk out in the car working or getting gas, you know, <laughs> those cute little things she was saying about dear future husband. And so um, as a tribute, I'm going to be dropping a link uh, for Zoom. So anybody that want to come on and say their favorite dear future husband um, or wife, whatever. whatever, you know, but for her um, that knew her, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, well, well, not me, but we're going to be doing that on next week. So I'm going to, it will be as a Zoom uh, so that anybody that want to tune in to the show and, you know, put in their a dear future husband tribute uh, for her. Um, that's what we're going to do on next week since, uh, you know, she she deserved it, you know. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to get emotional. So thank you all. You got me something? I always do. Next week, same energy, same time. Yeah. Are we are we still on, man? We're still on. <laughs> Look like we still on for real. We, we, we controlling the show now. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
This is the after party. Sip is the after party. Party. We the strobe lights. Rudy hit the strobe lights. Oh, we took over the show. You know what I'm saying? We took over the show. You know what I mean? Let me. Let me. I don't think we're like. Oh, I think. No, we live, bro. It says live on Facebook. We still live. What happened? Well, listen. We are confident factor men. You know what I'm saying? And everything that we do, guys, we do it all that heart level. level. We do it heart level, level guys. Heart we level. do it all heart level. If you want to know what that means, jump on our stuff, confidence factor. We out. All right. Peace. Take care, everyone. Good night, good night, good night.